Bananarama with Vina, 16 minutes past 8 right here on your best mix of music, 98.4 Capital FM in studio for the first time uh, with me. <laughs> uh, and he's very upset about that, and I apologize for that. That's okay. <laughs> Edwin, That's fine. Uh, Edwin Safuna, welcome to Capital FM. Thank you so much. It's uh, very nice to meet you, Farid. Uh, I, I listen to you, but I've never met you. Right, uh, right. I was just saying on Twitter that it's my first time in five years. Uh, last time I was here, I was with uh, a very nice lady called Rene Ngamau. Ah, and, and Makbul. Makbul. Yeah. Yes, that's wow. how far back it is. And you know, I've been uh, SG of ODM uh, for five years now. Right. I have done a lot of radio. So it's a bit upsetting that I don't get to do uh, Come here. as much capital as Yeah, uh, as and I it's a shame. To. You've got a great voice as well. You should be Absolutely. on radio. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Uh, I try. Was there ever a media career in your sights? No, no, no. no. no? I, I don't think I would uh, hack it. You know, right. you, you, you have to generate content every morning. I mm-hmm. don't know how you guys come up with it. And uh, I don't think I could do that. Hey, politicians generate content every morning. Not as much as you do. And you have to wake up very early in the morning. I don't know what time you, uh, you wake up. You, you know, you, you, you have a free pass. You always come late. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, you're always late. You're always missing by five minutes yeah it's always no it's like hours man it's always davina alone here telling us that uh, you can't make it today it's fine i i love capital i have uh, a few few issues with uh, uh, the changes that happened in a few years right uh i was really angry that you got rid of the djs in the morning that's what used to get us ah yeah 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 Uh, yeah. we used to have uh, lovely djs the guest djs on thursdays and then of course course the friday flight we still have we still have the friday flight yeah, but you know, it's not uh, not all, all week long. Yeah, yeah, not all week long. So that is something that uh, you know we have to now scroll our tuners to find DJs on our right. station. No, we can't. They must really stay nice. here. Yeah, uh, Edwin, it's great to have you here as always uh, with uh, great guests. Come uh, great conversations, and we're going to have a great conversation this morning. Absolutely. Uh, but before we get into the the nitty gritties of what's happening, what yeah. you're doing, yeah. what the plans are, twenty some odd days left now. It's, Absolutely. it's a very tight race everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we just touch on what happened over the weekend? It did appear. Yeah, that there was going to be a WWE style uh, <laughs> confrontation between you and Robert Ali uh, on the campaign trail. What happened? No, I don't think that uh, it is as uh, bad as people want to make it look like. Actually, it was just uh, a safety issue. You know, that was my vehicle. And as you know, cars have a capacity. They have a carrying capacity. There's only so many people you can have on your home. And Robert Ali is not a light guy. He's not a light guy, <laughs> man. And uh, if, if I show you my uh, windshield now, it's, it's shattered. I have oh. a, a 1999 uh, Pajero, Mitsubishi Pajero that right. I use for the campaigns. Right. Uh, I took it to the shop to have uh, a roof rack installed. So if you're going to come on my car, please come to the top uh-huh. but there was all sorts of uh, people all over the hood and you know that uh, there's only so much weight it can take right so i tried to tell them that it was a safety issue actually my windshield was shattered because of all the weight that was on oh, the car okay. so i have to take it into the shop today and i was trying to tell him to you know get off uh, because we were just too many people on the vehicle but he didn't want to listen so i had to ease him off <laughs> if you will <laughs> but you guys are friends ah uh, we are friends we are right. in the same party yeah. uh, you know i wish him well he's running for kilaleshwa mc uh, i hope that he wins it because uh, we need hood. numbers yeah <laughs> we need numbers in the house uh, really there's nothing to it other than that right yeah and now this being your third time running for public office what's what's different this time actually it is only my second time the oh, first sorry, time that time. Uh, right. uh, i ran was in uh, 2017 mm-hmm. uh what's different this time around i feel like uh, people especially people in nairobi the people of uh, kenya have gotten an opportunity to see me actually in office as i told you i've been the, the sg of odm for five years it's not an easy job uh, it is the largest party in this country. There's a lot of uh, pressure on the people who hold office in ODM because uh, people love this party and they are very invested emotionally in this party. So there's a lot of pressure uh, for us to be able to deliver. It has been a very difficult uh, four years. 
five years, five odd years. So I am hoping that this time round, <coughs> the people of Nairobi have gotten an opportunity to see that I can actually manage an organization as large as uh, as ODM. I've been able to manage the politics of the party as well. Uh, people still tell us that uh, uh, as of today, ODM is still the most organized political party. Mm. It is largely due to the effort of uh, political leaders in the party like myself. And uh, we take pride in what we have done. Uh, and God willing, in 21 uh, or so days, I'm going to be the first Secretary General of ODM to actually now get our presidential candidate and the party into government what goes into that that must be an that's an insane job it's, when you think about it because it's crazy. you're dealing with every member absolutely. of the party absolutely from uh baba yeah. all the way down yeah so what is what what, what is a daily what and what is it what do you do oh it's it, it's it's been it's been very difficult we we have uh, uh, a mandate to be able to grow the party to ensure that it has uh, you know structures up to the grassroots i am very proud of what we have done in the past four years when i got in there uh the party didn't have a single county office mm. you know you're required to have uh, uh, offices in at least half of the counties for you to be uh, you know a registered political party and uh, when i got in there we were de- depending largely on the benevolence of some of these uh, uh, you know leaders at the grassroots but now farida i'm proud to say that as odm we have offices in 43 counties wow. that we pay for from uh, you know my office at uh, the party headquarters right we have uh, tried to grow the party we have tried to uh, you know, rejig the party to be able to grow the confidence of members in the party. We have had a very difficult four years. We have had a lot of by-elections. Uh, one of the lowest points was, uh, you know, the by-election in Ugenya when the party lost. And, you know, that is a, a, a party stronghold. It was a painful loss to take. Uh, we lost a few members. We lost uh, the member of Kibra. You mm-hmm. remember uh, mm-hmm. my friend Ken Okoth. Uh, and then we lost our member of parliament from Sambweni. We had so many by-elections. There was, there was just a point that I was just praying that, please, let nobody else die. Let's just complete this term uh, because those by-elections come with a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am proud that uh, win or lose the by-elections. There's one constant factor, and it was me, leading the troops of a party uh, in those by-elections. Some of them were pretty much uh, war. You talk about WWE from what you saw <laughs> on, uh, over, the weekend, yeah. over the weekend. You haven't seen anything yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember the by-elections in uh, Matungu in Kakamega, that was crazy war, bro. That is That was a proper brawl, you know? There was all these uh, gangs of our opponents, you know, with uh, very crude weapons, deflating tires so you couldn't move. Uh, people were beaten up. There were uh, polling stations that were invaded, uh, you know, polling agents and the party, and any, uh, the IBC officials beaten up. It was crazy. So uh, I have, um, uh, you know, some pride looking back uh, in the five years and the work that we have done that it, uh, indeed uh, we have prepared the party well for this election and we hope that we will grow our numbers even in, in parliament but but you don't you don't uh, clock off from work ever right i mean it's not no, a you can't. job and uh, for you when it's you, not. you mentioned something you said that when when you lose a by election you yeah. take for you do, it, it must affect you and and you must be think, having to always think how do we how actually do we get what past is this? what is most interesting about elections is uh, and, and and politics is that when you lose elections it is uh, SG's uh, head that is uh, everybody mm. is, is calling for. Mm. I remember this book by Kofi Annan when he said uh, when he was SG, he often felt that SG stood for scapegoat. So that every <laughs> time every, anything goes wrong... So it's blame Sifuna. Yes, it's, <laughs> let's hang Sifuna. It's guys uh, with pitchforks right, out there. I remember right. uh, after Ugenya, the, you know, the blame was on me. 
after we won Kibra, nobody says anything. After we won uh, Bonchari, uh, they say, oh, you know, it's a small seat and uh, really we don't need to celebrate for too long. Let's move on. There's other things to do. It, it's so like it's, the that, it's, of, uh, it's that situation where you never get patted on the back when you're doing your job. Absolutely. But, but you get hung when you're not absolutely. doing your job. Absolutely. Um, there's a question that I've always wanted to ask, and, yes. and I, I'm, I've asked this to everyone who's been on the show so yeah. far, uh, sometimes off air. But yeah. in, in the United States or in the in the UK, so let's take the United States, for example. You're, if you're a Republican, it's usually generational, right? Or yes. Democrat is generational. Yeah. In the US, uh, in the UK, you're Tory, you're Labour, whatever. Yeah. It's usually generational. Yeah. Here, we seem to be saying, uh, actually, I'm going to move to this party. Yeah. I mean, how does that even work? If 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 I am a, a proud supporter of ODM or Azimio, for yeah. example, yeah. or if I'm a proud supporter of UDA, yeah. whatever the case may be, um, I've bought into the manifesto, I've bought into the ideology. Yeah. How can I wake up in the morning and say, I want to move to this party? Why does, so, why does that happen here? Yeah, you, you know, you, you, you talk about the US. It, it is uh, generational, but also uh, it is issue-based. So you could tell if somebody is a Republican or a Democrat by just asking them five questions sure. where they stand on, uh, say, taxing the rich, yeah. uh, their position on uh, abortion, uh, abortion yeah. Yeah, the right to choose. Uh, you could ask five questions and they, you would tell uh, this is a Republican, this is a, a died-in-the-wool Democrat, the size of government, how big do they think the federal government should be, uh, which issues should be left to the states, and so on and so forth. Unfortunately for us in this country, we have not gotten to a place where uh, you could decide based on the issues that are being advanced that uh, you belong to ODM or you belong to an, any other political party. And this is something we're trying to encourage, especially the younger generation of people, that you should be able to make a decision on who you support based on what it is that they stand for and what it is they're proposing. Mm-hmm. The history of a politician is important because Farid, sometimes they say we politicians are all the same, but I, I always argue that we are not the same. Human beings are not the same. Your socialization, you know, you've lived in the States, you've lived in the UK. Those experiences that you've gathered around the world make you unique as Farid. There's mm-hmm. no other Farid Kimani. Mm-hmm. It's just you, mm-hmm. you know? So even politicians, if you look at somebody's history, and this is why we are saying that even though there's uh, all sorts of promises flying around, the promise is as good as a person making the promise. If I have a history of lying to you, if I have a history of breaking promises, what, what moral standing do I have yeah. to make What makes other? this time absolutely, different? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the distinction. If you were uh, in the 90s, you know, it was not easy, Farid. You guys were one of the first private uh, uh, radio stations. But if you remember the history of uh, broadcast in this country, it was not always possible for us to have this conversation that no, we're having. No, you know? not even in the 90s, so, until Kibaki became president. Absolutely, that's what I'm telling you. So there are people who are fighting for us to be able to do this. And there are people who are fighting for us not to be able to do this. And that is their history. Right. As they say in Game of Thrones, you know, the, your history is written. The ink is already dry. You can't change who you are. Right. So look at the people. What were you doing in the 90s when people were fighting for greater freedoms in this country? Were you a D or somewhere chasing down guys in Changadens, handing them over to the Moi regime for them to be detained without trial? That's who you are. If you are running some ragtag youth wing of a uh, you know, political party, then subverting the will of the people, that is who you are. If you were there fighting for democracy and trying to expand the space for us to have greater freedoms, that is who you mm-hmm. are. So if you look at the uh, leading political formations right now, it is an assembly of the people whose histories are known. So if you look at the people in Azimio, from uh, right on the Borello, Dinga to Martha Karua, you can always look back to their history. Mm-hmm. And then you understand that these people, if given an opportunity, they are less likely to come and raid your radio station here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Take Farid yeah. Ofer. Take Farid Ofer. <laughs> like this guy has it's just been, become too much. It's been close yeah. a few times. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to you now. Um, you, you obviously, uh, if you look at the opinion polls, they seem to be ranking you uh, as with a lead uh, as for Nairobi senatorial race. Uh, has it been smooth sailing the whole way? Are, are you, were you comfortable from the beginning? 
I don't think uh, I I pay too much attention to those opinion polls uh, because you know posters have been wrong before. You remember in uh, 2016 with Hillary, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> she was projected. Yeah, to absolutely. Win. I remember we were invited to uh, the U.S. embassy. Uh, essentially, the mood was that she was going to win, and everybody was waiting to throw this big party. And then you know Florida happened, <laughs> and I remember that specific moment when Florida was announced, and I could see the souls of people leaving their bodies. Yeah. So I don't pay too much attention to the opinion polls. I try as much as possible to be able to uh, reach as many people in Nairobi as possible to just show them that, in fact, I am the best option for uh, the Senate seat. And Farid, when you hear people discuss, uh, uh, you know, how leadership has suffered in the past few years, how we have departed from what the Constitution intended, they talk about, uh, you know, not caring about Chapter 6 anymore. You ask yourself, what is this Chapter 6? There are guidelines that have been given in Chapter 6, Article 73 of the Constitution about what a leader should be. And there are only three. You should elect somebody with personal integrity, somebody competent to do the job, and somebody suitable to do the job. You can be competent and suitable, but if you don't have that personal integrity, you're knocked off. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you look at the, the people that we have elected in the past and why we have suffered, it is because we have forgotten those three criteria. And I have put myself out there asking the people of Nairobi that... If you were to ask yourself, is Sifuna competent to be a senator? Is he suitable to be a senator? You can be also competent but not suitable. You know, mm-hmm. you are very suitable for uh, this job. Mm-hmm. Farid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into competence. Right. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Some some will say I'm not competent, but I'm suitable. Uh, and very suitable. Zero integrity. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the point that I'm I making. Do. I do. So yeah. So this is a conversation we're having. I am hoping that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Nairobians will make uh, the choice. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that I can do this job better than anybody else who's mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, presented myself and projected myself as not running against any individual. Mm-hmm. I am just actually running against the problems of uh, the people of Nairobi. That, in fact, if you can come up with the solutions to the issues, uh, people want uh, a clean environment. People want their garbage collected on time. And, water uh, regularly. running. Yeah. They want water running. I was telling uh, some people that, in fact, there used to be a time in this city where it was normal for water to flow out of a tap. Yeah. You know, these days it is it, it is an exception rather than the rule. Absolutely. That when you and have and water, it doesn't matter which neighborhood you're Absolutely. in, Absolutely. Everywhere. We're going to take a yeah. quick break. We're going to talk about uh, your uh, the previous senator of Nairobi, obviously, yeah. uh, and then, of course, the gov- the gubernatorial uh, battle Absolutely. between Polycarp and, and Johnson Sakaja. Uh, Johnson Sakaja will be our guest tomorrow, and hopefully Polycarp, if we can organize it by Wednesday, yeah. uh, as we uh, try to uh, dissect the politics of this incredible election that is happening uh, on, uh, which has everyone... Uh, Nothing else is being talked about right now. The 9th of August is a big day. Uh, if you have any questions for Edwin Sifuna, you can get them in right now. Uh, 0701-984-984. Send us a uh, tweet if you'd like at 984 in the morning. Hashtag drive in. Here we are this morning with uh, Edwin Sifuna, uh, now running for senator. Obviously, you we've talked about the opinion polls. You say you're not paying too much attention to that. And, and I guess for you, someone who has obviously run a party, really, for, yeah. for the last uh, uh, five years, um, for you, it's about the issues and about doing your work Absolutely. more than anything else. Absolutely. So let's talk about the previous senator of Nairobi, yeah. who's now running for governor of yeah. Nairobi, uh, Johnson yeah. Sakaja. We also all saw the debate. Yeah. Uh, many people saying, okay, it could have been more about policies and less about you're this and you're that and you're yeah. this and you're that. Yeah. What would you do differently in that role 
that maybe Johnson Sakaja failed to do in his role? Yeah, first of all, the debate, it was quite unfortunate that uh, it was a big missed opportunity yeah. uh, for me. I, I attended the debate as, uh, you know, the incoming senator. I need to know uh, what plans is two guys have for the city and whether uh, the plans that they are putting forward first of all make sense and that they represent the best use of the resources of the people of Nairobi. Uh, so it was a bit unfortunate that uh, it degenerated to what it was. He was very eager, Sakaja, to move on from the question of his degree and uh, you know initially was claiming let's focus on the issues but then he spent the rest of the debate just uh, haranguing and banging at uh, Polycarp's mm -hmm. resignation from uh, the deputy governor's position which is something that Polycarp had actually explained before the guy came. You remember he came? Yes, with, absolutely. Uh, yes. So it was a bit disrespectful for me, from my perspective, uh, for him to confirm to be in the debate and then to come late and to be unapologetic about it. You know, he could have said anything for it. If, uh, you know, you come up with great excuses for why you come late to work. Mm. I, I, I listen to you every morning. <laughs> Throw something out there. There's always something. Traffic, yes, no, no. Say it was the weather, my car broke down. Yeah. Say something, but don't show the sort of disrespect that he showed. Uh, to answer your question directly, there are some things that uh, I would do very differently from Sakaja. Because Farid, I actually believe that as a leader, you must always take a position on any, everything. There is no room for ambiguity. There is no room for, you know, uh, what, he, what he likes to uh, call neutrality. You know, even the Bible says, I know you're, you're, you're not uh, much of a God guy, but even the Bible says that God hates lukewarmity. Mm. You are either hot or you're cold. So mm. there are a few issues that uh, I would do differently. Number one, when the debate about allocation of resources to Nairobi came, and this is something that he was asked about in the debate, uh, he chose to, you know, pontificate and say, oh, we need to care about what Kericho gets, uh, what uh, Wajia gets. But these other counties also have their own senators. You know, you're not elected to be the senator of uh, the entire country. You are just elected to be the senator of Nairobi. And Nairobi is very unique. It, has, it is unlike any other county. Uh, we have counties in this uh, country, Farid, that have only one street of streetlights. So you cannot compare, say, the electricity bill that mm -hmm. uh, the, the county government has to pay just for security, maintaining security, and Nairobi, you know? So you, as a senator, must explain to the Senate and to the country why Nairobi is unique and why we need more money than, say, Kericho. We have a lot of uh, problems with urban population. We, ha we need to house our people. We have greater needs for water. We, we, don't, we don't use just uh, the same amount of water as, as, as say, uh, you know, Nyeri County. Sure. Uh, so I would... Uh, be of a different persuasion. That in fact, if there is ever an opportunity to get a greater slice for Nairobi, I would uh, not hesitate to get the resources for Nairobi. Number two, uh, the greatest crisis uh, in Nairobi in the past five years was the question of uh, the impeachment of a governor. Do you know, Farid, it was ODM that moved the motion to impeach Sonko? Mm -hmm. Because we take a position on matters and that he chose in the Senate not to cast a vote and he told us about tradition, which is, uh, you know... I, it was an excuse for me when the question of the impeachment of a governor who was not performing is before the senate that is exactly why you are there you prosecute the case and you vote i would not stay away from impeaching uh, or voting to impeach governor Igade if he doesn't do the job you had martha karua and uh, uh, rail odinga uh, when we were doing the tour yesterday saying if you don't perform martha karua specifically told Igade that if we see garbage in nairobi after we've gotten you the resources for you to clean the city Kiboko ya baba itakuchapa. Mm, Meaning, mm. we will be the people to impeach you. Because Nairobians have no room for ambiguity when it comes to delivery of services. So, I can assure you, uh, Farid, that there's no question that is going to come before the Senate when I'm the Senate of Nairobi mm -hmm. that I will be neutral on. 
Right. So, yeah. so, so it doesn't matter which party you're aligned it to. It doesn't matter. But, but what is the role of the Senate? So this maybe just yeah. this can clear it up for us. The role of the senator versus the role of the governor. Because it, th- is there any overlap in these two two posts? So not really of an, uh, an overlap, but there is uh, a connection that in fact you as a senator you are supposed to make the argument for why your your county requires the most resources that you can be able to get for them. So you are the vanguard of your county. You are the protector of devolution. That is what is in the constitution. So you have to look out for the welfare and interest of uh, the county of Nairobi. You know, he told us in that debate that in fact the uh, the deed of transfer of functions uh, when you know Sonko signed over to the uh, Nairobi mm. Metropolitan mm. Services was actually drawn in his office. Why wasn't he neutral at that particular point? So you can't be the person who you know that that particular moment was the lowest moment for devolution. That in fact we had the central government coming in to take over r- roles that are essentially reserved for accounting. Which government. is a shame. It was a big shame. It was a big shame, and it was made even more shameful by the fact that our governor told us that he didn't even know what he was signing when he was signing it. Yet these documents were prepared in Sakaja's office according to Sakaja mm-hmm. himself. So, if you can be able to do that, why would you not cast a vote to remove the guy? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, it didn't make sense to me. And we're saying that uh, as a senator of Nairobi, my job is to get the greatest resources I can get. Uh, and I'm happy that I'm campaigning with Raila Odinga, who was already committed to move the county allocations from, uh, you know, the current 15% to 35%. We had a fantastic idea with uh, the ward funds that we were, a- we were going to be able to set aside some resources for the Article 43 rights. The Article 43 rights are the most basic rights. We need... Uh, rights to healthcare, you need access to water, the things that we were discussing mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And it is one thing for a constitution to say you have a right to something. It is a totally different issue when there is no resource that is committed to that particular right. So Baba was saying we need a fund specifically for those Article 43 rights that we can be able to guarantee that Nairobians will get water. During the debate, you had uh, the discussion around the, wo- uh, the water problem in the city. The water problem in Nairobi is not a sourcing problem. It is a distribution problem, Farid. Mm-hmm. When you see uh, these water bowsers uh, uh, selling water in your neighborhood yep. because you don't have water for a week, it's not as if there is a river from which they go and draw that water. They just go upstream in the distribution network mm-hmm. and get the water so from is it, there. Is it cartel run? Absolutely. And how do that we is solve a problem. that problem? That is a, that's what I'm saying. You need a bold governor who will be able to say, to talk to these people. If you look at the statistics, they say uh, only 27% of households in Nairobi have access to running water. 27 percent you compare it damn to shame. Uh, yeah counties like nyeri they're at 67 percent yeah. and yet at the same time they tell you that 97 percent of households in nairobi have access to electricity so the question you ask is what is this magic that kenya power has mm-hmm. that nairobi water does not have right. so it is a distribution problem if you look at the people uh you know running this uh, bowser business most of them are even in management at uh, nairobi water services and we say these things without fear that it has to change they are the ones who shut down water to Kilimani, so that they can sell you water with their bowels. For 1,500 a, a tank. Yeah. Um, but, but there's going to be many people, and, and, and I'm, 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 I'm only saying this to play the devil's advocate. Um, I, I will never tell anyone where I, my, my vote will lie. Yeah. Um, many people are going to say, you're talking about a lot of inherent issues. Let's take Nairobi, but really, overall, the whole country has yeah. a lot of inherent issues. Yeah. Right? Bad leadership. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. 
how is five years enough to fix these problems? Or are we just starting the ball in motion, hoping for another five years? And then, because we 10 years, even a decade is not going to be enough to fix the inherent issues we have within yeah. Nairobi and the country. As yeah, well. but you will agree with me that uh, 10 years is a very long time. Uh, 10 years lost is, is not something that you can never get back. Sure. Uh, many people regret that uh, we lost the trajectory that we are on with uh, Kibaki and the Grand Coalition government. That in fact, if in those 10 years we had continued in that uh, trajectory, we would be very far off uh, right now, Farid. We need to, at some point, say that this madness must stop. You know, Even for us uh, at ODM, we are asking Baba that sometimes, at the very minimum, we just want a return to common sense in governance. Just common sense. We don't, we don't want lofty things. We just want common sense. How is it that uh, Omanyala Mm-hmm. Who everybody knew the World Championships were going to be at arrived at, three uh, hours before absolutely. His race. It's just, it is, uh, and I had it here with the the girls that uh, on on the jam. Mm. They called it weaponized incompetence. Yeah. I had it here, <laughs> but it's true though. That's yeah. actually a great. It term. is ridiculous, man. Yeah. So we need a return to common sense. It's as if uh, there's people in government who first identify what makes sense, yeah. then depart radically from that that which makes sense and we must set the ball rolling that in fact it is not possible they say Rome was not built in a day but there are things that we need to stop doing if you look at our coalition we are the only ones who are talking about uh, stopping corruption at the level at which it is right now because it is not sustainable yeah there used to be a time and this is something that Raila has spoken to there used to be a time that 10% used to be sufficient that in fact if there was a project a road project or a dam there would be a 10% factor for wazes to eat mm-hmm. and at the very minimum you would see the road there but we are at an age where you would first inflate the cost of a road twice so that mm-hmm. it is 200% then eat the entire thing there's no road the, and the money has been paid it is just not sustainable right. so we need to fight this vice that is called corruption so that we can be able to get services to our people when we are talking about lack of water in the bowsers that we are discussing it is basic corruption it is basic corruption, uh, uh, Farid. When you get, uh, uh, you know, uh, we have garbage all over the place, roads are not done, or they do a road and they, they don't factor in the, the pedestrians, they don't factor in the walkways, they don't factor in the, the, the cycling lanes, it is because of corruption. So we are the only coalition that is saying we need to stop. We need to stop, and Baba is going to make sure that we stop and start put back the country to the trajectory that it was on when they were in government with Kibaki. And it's unfortunate that, the, I mean, and, and again, I also feel that there has been some gains in the last 10 years, but there's been more losses, in my Absolutely. opinion. And I think, you know, you would agree with that as well. Um, if you are elected uh, senator, do you have to resign or you remain as the secretary general for ODM? No, I, I get asked that a lot. I don't know why, because uh, there are other officials of the party who are in parliament. Uh, our chairman, John Buddy, is a member of parliament for Suba uh, South. I think, and uh, he's also the leader of uh, minority in the House. Uh, our deputy party leaders, uh, Ondo Bojoho, is a governor of Mombasa. So I believe that uh, I can juggle both roles and any other roles that, uh, you know, I, I will be given in future. I'm hoping to be uh, the majority leader of, uh, uh, you know, in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's not as if uh, I don't have the capacity to be able to do all these things. But, uh, you know, time will tell. I have enjoyed my time as uh, SG of ODM. It has given me a great opportunity to showcase my, uh, you know, my skills, my, my talents. I have been able to do a great job at the party, and I'm hoping that in future I can be given uh, other roles. Okay. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions that come in on social media, yeah. uh, and I'm just going to ask them. Um, sure, yeah. sure, shoot. Many people are saying, for, for someone here is saying, what would you say to someone who says ODM is the same old, same old? I, I, I would invite them to look at the things that have changed about ODM. I don't know why, what they mean by same old, same old. 
Uh, but we are very optimistic that uh, we have been able to convince our membership that we are doing some things differently. I, I gave you the example of uh, the offices. Mm. You could go to uh, Nyeri County, pick a county, mm-hmm. and you will find an ODM office physically present. We have uh, great, uh, you know, uh, grassroots networks. We have chairman in Nyandarwa. I'm, I'm sure if you go to Nyandarwa, ask Mr. Dixon Manyara, is the chairman of ODM in Nyandarwa. Not many political parties have the structures that ODM has. And we are at the cusp, as I spoke at uh, our last NDC, I said it was the last national delegates convention of ODM as an opposition party. We have had a very long journey for it. There's people who have paid the ultimate price for us to be able to reach where we are, you know, we are on the cusp of reaching. So we have a great history as a political party. We have walked a long journey. I have said here and I've spoken about the challenges that we have faced. We have we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. We are not perfect. We have done uh, a lot of things wrong, but every day the leadership of the party wakes up to be able to uh, you know, return us to the path that, you know, the founders of this party uh, had set us on and to make sure that we actually deliver the dream. People want to see a changed country. People believe in Raila Odinga. People believe that he is the only person who can be able to sort out some of the, the issues. And in fact, here in Nairobi, uh, uh, they are telling us when we go around, uh, the people who live in Kibra, the people who live in Madare, they're saying it would be a shame for it that uh, Raila Odinga completes his first five years and there are still slums in Nairobi mm-hmm. because he was the one in 2012 who uh, first had the first idea of urban regeneration mm. and slum upgrading. This high-rise housing. Absolutely. Yeah, and, I remember this. And, and he has promised us that he's going to complete that uh, journey for us, that there's going to be, there's going to be no, uh, you know, these uh, slum dwellings anymore after he completes his term, that in fact there's going to be regeneration of uh, the old estates in places like Bahati, uh, where we were yesterday in uh, Makadara, so that people can actually afford uh, to be uh, homeowners in this ca- in this in this country it has become very expensive to own a home if you look at the numbers uh, the people who are taking up mortgages it is ridiculous apartments in uh, kilimani and kilimani trying to buy right yeah, now it's yeah. crazy man yeah. and the interest rates are through the roof and yeah. we need to be able to sort out all these things so that life can become affordable people are suffering and, and affordability is yeah. a problem right yeah. the, the cost of living is ridiculous Absolutely. right now how, how yeah. quickly can that be stabilized under a new government i i think if you look at our manifesto uh, i i had hoped to bring you a copy but I promise to bring please, you the copy. Yeah, please send is it to that, me. Is yeah. uh, that what Baba has done is to not focus on shiny things that are very expensive for us. The reason why the cost of living is high is because our government has gone out to borrow and uh, put that money in projects that are very expensive that don't give back immediately into the economy and we have to pay back the debt. So if you look at the Azimio Manifesto, there are no shiny things. There are no laptops in there, uh, Farid. Not, we have not, a, not nine stadiums? No, no, there are no <laughs> nine stadiums. In fact, if you look at our promises, they're very modest because we understand that if we don't uh, control uh, our fiscal spending, we're going to have problems. We have only promised to upgrade the, 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 the small, small uh, grounds in the estates so that people can at least have spaces that... To play uh, you know to play yeah. yeah so that is what we are talking about and we are saying that if we cut down on those mega projects that then uh, cost us a lot of money and then we have to pay back we can focus on the software of nairobians the fo- software of kenyans reduce the, the taxes that are pay, uh, payable on uh, fuel reduce the taxes on unga reduce the taxes on other things and then you can feel an immediate change in the in the first hundred days. And it's interesting you say that because I I would imagine having to come out and try and be as minimalistic yeah. in your promises yeah. versus what normally happens yes. here. And I'm not talking about UDA. I'm talking yes. about every election Absolutely. where Absolutely. they say 
uh, a laptop per child, yeah, nine yeah. stadiums, yeah, and yeah. before that there were yeah. other promises. There, yeah. you guys were re- relatively minimalistic in Absolutely. your promises. Was that, that? I mean, that strategy can also backfire quite badly. Wow, well, how? I mean, people can say that we're not being offered enough by this government. Yeah, but what we are offering you is to be able to assuage your pain. Uh, no, I, no, I hear you, yeah. but right I'm saying, now, but to make that decision as a, yes. as a party yeah. is is a bold move. Yeah, because it is not about convenience. Yeah, it is not about con- what is convenient in that particular moment for you to be able to win votes. We are tired of uh, Kenyans are tired of being told stories and lies. You just, uh, you know, this is a lie. Yeah. So what we need to deal with is the imid- immediate pain points and we realistic promises. To, absolutely, we need to be able to feed people. Baba is saying, at the very minimum, can we guarantee that as we think about all the other lofty economic things that we're going to do, can we guarantee that nobody in Kenya is sleeping hungry? Yeah. So when he promises his social safety net of six thousand shillings to the most needy households, it is households that don't have any income, and six thousand shillings a month, Farid is 200 shillings a day. That is not enough for your cup of coffee. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. I know how expensive your yeah. coffee no, is. You're right. Yeah, so if we are promising, and then you juxtapose that to uh, what we were told by President Uhuru, that in fact in his government, people steal 2 billion shillings a day. 2 billion shillings is the equivalent of the allocation of Lamu County per year. No, but even if you divide 2 billion by Absolutely. 50 million, yeah. everyone will be, will be rich. <laughs> so when, when, people, when people talk about, oh, these things are not possible, it is possible by just cutting wastage in government and theft. If you look at the amount of money that was uh, lost in one project, Aurora and Kimaro, they, they told us it's about 60 billion shillings. That's enough to sustain that program that we're talking about for the people of Nairobi, you know? So we want to be able to deal with the immediate pain points that people are suffering at the pump, people are suffering, rentals are high. If you look at the percentage of rent to your salary, it's also supposed to go higher than 30%. Mm. But people are spending as much as 60% of their salaries on rent, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which is, which is only, this is a new problem here. It is a new problem. It is a new problem. Five because, to seven years because old. Because rent, rent is rising, yeah. the, pri- the, the, the prices of housing is, is rising, but yet people's income are stagnant. Yeah, and that also is the how cost of the living rent, in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, um, Maybe just I know we're running out of time, which is a shame because I'm really enjoying this conversation, uh, mm-hmm. and we will have you back. Um, hopefully, if not before the election, immediately afterwards. Um, we have a very big day coming up on the 9th of August. Um, besides the presidential um, uh, election, which we yeah. know is between two people, let's talk about the governor gu- gubernatorial election. Yeah. Um, and and it, this is this is you, you can't pick the winner right now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have picked the winner. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you. But, but I think yeah. that uh, it's a tight uh, Poly- one. Though. Poly is, go- is going to win. And this is the reason for it. We go back to the uh, three guidelines that we spoke about. Personal integrity, competence, and suitability. Even if you're competent and suitable, if you do not have that personal integrity, then you are not su- f- suitable for office. And integrity starts with your personal life. You shouldn't tell us obvious lies, uh, Farid. You should be able to look people in the eye and say, yes, I was not able to finish my schooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had him say that he was embarrassed to go back to class. I mean, who has gone through university and not gotten a supplementary in one course? And, one and that's a question I, I want to ask you. Is yeah. Because he's a guest tomorrow, we yeah. can ask this this morning. He will not answer he'll you. He's very sly. He'll just run should, away from the question. Sh- I have seen him uh, in multiple interviews. But should he have been it allowed is, to run? He shouldn't have been allowed to run because it is a question of integrity for it. You cannot spend donkey years telling us that you graduate from the University of Nairobi, then at the point of elections, you produce some certificates from some backwater institution that nobody has ever heard Teams. about. <laughs> yeah, we used to go to school, Farid, to mm-hmm. be able to acquire knowledge. Mm-hmm. We never went to school so that we can get clearance at uh, IBC. So this new phenomenon of people going to acquire degrees for purposes of elections is something we must condemn. It's an integrity question. It doesn't matter what you tell us. The truth of the matter is 
you did not go to that school. But IBC must have a role to play and, they, and they failed. No, 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 no. IBC, IBC does not have the capacity to authenticate a degree. That is left to the Commission on University That's Education right. Right, yeah. who have already told us that they have disowned that degree. But because at the uh, initial stage, uh, IBC cleared the guy uh, and it has rolled through the courts and through the courts, it doesn't make it legitimate. At the end of the day, what I want uh, to remind the people of Nairobi and the people of Kenya generally, Farid, we should not look at these institutions to stop Sifuna, to stop Sakaja, to stop so-and-so. At the end of the day, the primary responsibility of protecting our constitution is with us as a population, as a voting population. That in fact, we can get all these wash-wash characters, fake university degree holders cleared to run, but at the ballot, when you see their name, you just say, ah, Farid, you know, you live in Kilimani. You know these gold fraudsters. If you see him on the ballot, you just say, this one is a gold fraudster, I'm not going to vote for him. This one did not go to university, he's trying to be clever with uh, his English, I'm not going to vote for him. So let us never abdicate that role as okay. Kenyans. And not look at uh, institutions and say, oh, where's the Commission on uh, University Education? Where are our courts? Where's IBC? Where are the political parties? At the end of the day, it is up to us. Thank you very much. Edwin Sifuna, yeah. welcome back anytime. It's been a pleasure Asante meeting Sarah, you. I, I you wanted to know uh, yeah. something. You know, I, I told you I've been listening to you guys. For a <laughs> Who's this person who does his voice when he says, uh, you know, dogs have owners, cats have... Uh, ah, he's <laughs> who's that? <laughs> it's an who's that guy? His name is Randy Randy Marks from the US. He's our oh. voiceover artist, yes. Oh, yes. he's fantastic. He is. He's fantastic. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Although I don't like uh, what he has done with our political promises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the John Sibiu <laughs> Absolutely, <show>. yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I actually, I would like to meet him and tell him that actually, uh, politicians are not the same. There's people who make empty promises and there's people who have a history of keeping promises. That's awesome. Edwin, thank yeah. you so much for coming in. And uh, like I said, you're welcome back anytime. What a great conversation we had this morning. Uh, we don't, we've run out of time. Tomorrow, of course, uh, we will have Johnson Sakaja answering that very same question. That he you won't answer it. I guarantee you. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. Good morning.